0: There's real hard days but I work through them uh, I also have like people I love and I have a place and I pay my bills and I have the job that I work at you could literally not pay me to go to my jobs earlier you know <laughs> my whole my whole life is just drugs and now I have things that I enjoy my life is pretty good sure uh, and I don't want to let that go either
1: Welcome to Into Action, brought to you by Touchstone Recovery Center. This month, we're speaking to Corey H. Corey works at our inpatient facility. Um, She's a woman in recovery. She is pretty awesome, and I think you guys will agree. Um, Corey has worked at our inpatient since the day it opened. And over the last year, she's helped a lot of people. Um, especially, you know, when a person gets to inpatient, they're usually on their worst day, if not their worst, like close to it. And seeing them through that first month and getting them to where they're stable and getting them to the next phase in their recovery is, is a really tough job that not many people can do well. And Corey's done a great job of it. She's now a lead. Um, she is like the point person for, for Yannick, our program manager, who's been on the show. And I'm, I'm really glad to have Corey on to, to share her story with everybody. So, hi, Corey. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. Good. Um, I wanted to ask, because I know I've, I've known you for the last year plus, and I don't know a lot about like your journey. So, I know you've been to treatment. I know now you work in treatment. I don't know m- much else, you know. Um, so I wanted to hear, like we do on this show, I wanted to hear your experiences with addiction when you were younger and how it progressed through the years and then how you stay sober today. So I guess my first question is, um, how was your childhood? Did you have experiences with addiction? What did you learn? That kind of thing.
0: Okay. So, um, I actually grew up in a house with addicts. My mom was battling her own addiction, um, but I didn't know it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was little. Yeah. Um, she still did everything that a mom needs to do. Um, but she struggled. Sure. <laughs> it wasn't always pretty. Um, she did go to rehab when I was I was young. Um, and she got clean. She's still clean. Oh, good. Uh, yeah, she's got like... 35 36 years some sh- stuff like that you can cuss. <laughs> excuse <Sorry>. me <laughs>
1: so she went to rehab when you were young did she do like the 28 day
0: she did yeah. i thought she was in hawaii got it yeah that's the story that my sister and i or, were told
1: she went to hawaii for a month
0: yes and got would better. have been nice
1: but they have treatment in hawaii actually so it's well, I possible I lived in
0: hawaii and the treatments there are expensive like I bet. they're all like resorts and like, we definitely couldn't afford resorts. Got it. <laughs> yeah. So,
1: so she went and she's been sober since? She has. Okay.
0: Yeah. She's doing really good. And then my my story starts more with, like, uh, when I was little, there was, I went through, I was molested, <laughs> like, many people in the rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, like, gave me this sense of dread and, like, shame. Like, if people saw who I really was, they were going to reject me and be angry. Sure. Um. And that feeling of not being good enough, and not belonging really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I was about 13, I think, uh, a boy came along with a bag of meth and it was a small town and I was bored and I didn't like anything and, and I tried it and I, like I had arrived, <laughs> you got know, it, it yeah. felt really good because I didn't care anymore. And then very quickly it got out of control. Uh, I found myself pregnant when I was 16, uh, I did quit while I was pregnant and I quit, you know, I didn't start again until she was a couple years old. But once I started again, it was just right where I picked up or had left
1: off. Sure. Was it mainly amphetamines or was it like a, a mix?
0: It was meth at first, just like that was the only thing that was available in that town. Mm-hmm. I mean, that I knew of it, just, you know, it just went crazy. Like I, I was, I think probably 60 pounds lighter than I am now. I thought I looked great because I had like hip bones, but looking at pictures now, I looked sick. Um, yeah. So everybody must have known what was going on, but I thought nobody could know. I was sneaky. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, it's not easy to hide uh stimulant addiction. I know I when I would use that stuff, I could not hide it. I would I would hide from anyone who knew me because they, they would know if I was yes. on it, you know.
0: Well, I'm a nervous, like an anxious person in general. So like you add methamphetamines and I am... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. I am a mess, like a sure. big mess. Uh, it's not cute.
1: But it gave you that confidence. Like it, it made you. I'm assuming. Correct me if I'm wrong. But usually, when we use our drug of choice, like it makes us feel better. It makes us stop worrying about like life and all the stuff that comes along with life. All all of our, you know, insecurities. It all just kind of goes away. Yeah. And then, so we do it again and again and again.
0: Yes but then but then it stops helping like it starts making problems but then i couldn't you know i had no choice at that point like i could fall asleep anywhere so i was like you know i don't want to fall out i'm going to get more i'm going to do more sure. um i ended up crashing a car i hit a pole and flipped it several times
1: How old were um, you then?
0: I think i was 20 21, But it wasn't it wasn't good. And and that's when like everybody was like, we know what's going on. You need to get help. So I went and got a 30 day program. It was a terrible facility. I won't name it. But like they had phones in the house that we could use and like the gates were open. So like there was a lot of drugs in the house. So I didn't really quit. But I did find heroin. (laughs) Got it so that's so you, what i got from that treatment center you
1: went to treatment and then got addicted to heroin while you're in treatment yes
0: wow it was nice yeah. <laughs> at the time because i was calm it was the first time like i feel like my brain had just let me be the thoughts stopped racing uh i stopped doubting myself that like i really stopped caring I mean, I cared about things, but I didn't let it bother me. And the, fir- the first time I used it, like, it was IV, so it hit fast, and it was, it was, like, I still couldn't imagine a better feeling, but it went away really fast. And, you know, I did that for, like, 15, 17 years. We did geographic changes because I was like, oh, I'll get clean if I move to a new town, but, yeah. you know, we do what we do, and you find it real fast.
1: Yeah, no matter like, where you go, there you are.
0: Yeah, give me a half hour and... 30 bucks, and I'll go get myself a shot. Sure. But it put me in a lot of dangerous situations. I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of. I did anything that you need to do to get the next fix. Keep your addiction alive, yeah. Yeah. When I say, like, anything, whatever you just imagined, like, that was it, you know?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was in your 20s and your early 30s. Yes. And I know with with opiates, um, I mean, I, I could never stop. Like, I literally could not stop. I would do anything to get my fix i mean i did i did a lot of things that like are just way outside my i mean my moral compass doesn't even come close to those things and i yes you know i you i would set aside what i knew to be right and wrong and it just didn't matter and until i got what i needed and then i'll worry about that stuff later you know yeah it seemed to be um it just controlled my life and i I know that's true for a lot of people that that get hooked on opiates. I, we see it with alcohol, we see it with benzodiazepines, we see it with pretty All much every drug of choice. You know that, especially though, the ones that are physically addictive, like yes, alcohol, benzos, heroin. The, people will they just lose themselves into those things, you know? So I, I understand.
0: Yeah, I would have done anything to avoid the sickness. Yeah, you know, when when I first started and I get a tummy ache, I was like, oh, this is okay. By the end of it though, like I. I couldn't do anything. I was, I was sick. Sure. There was a lot that happened. Like I don't want, I don't want to go into like all the shit. But like I've been, you know, I've been robbed. I've been beat up for no reason. I've been beat up for good reason. I was, I don't want to say kidnapped because I went to the place on my own. But I was, I was aggressively invited to not leave a place <laughs> for a few days.
1: I'm laughing, but that's. Yeah, that's...
0: <laughs> it was uh, I mean, you know, I'm here. I made it. So sure. it. I can laugh at it now.
1: So that was in your mid-30s. Yes. Um,
0: that was in Hawaii.
1: I mean, it's, it's tough to get out of that life. And it's, it, I mean, usually the only way we do it is like intrinsic motivation. We have to want it for ourselves. Um, that's usually not how we start though, right? Like, you know, most people that come into Touchstone, it's not because they called and they want to admit into treatment. It's because their mom or their wife or their kids call and say, I need, my mom needs help or my brother needs help. Can you please help them? And then like guilt brings us in at first, at least that was true for me. And I see it over and over here at outpatient, at our inpatient inpatient facility where people aren't coming in because they want to, they're coming in because they kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Was that, is that what happened? Is that why for you For sure. In? Yeah.
0: I, I just got tired. Uh, everybody was very angry with me. Uh, I think my daughter was, like, 16 by the time that I wanted to go to treatment. Sure. I had disappointed her a lot. Like, I won't talk about her because that's her story. And I, I've I've tried to make up for, like, the things that I did. I'll never be able to, like, forgive myself. I don't know if she'll ever, like, damage was done. Sure. Uh, I hurt everybody. My parents kind of cut me off because they were tired of watching the patterns and like you said, like when you when you show up to treatment, it probably is one of the worst days of my life. You you don't come in on a winning streak. Yep. I went to another program here in t- town, and as soon as I got there, I made They they let me come back. I AMA'd again. I found myself like I'm not from here, and I was brand new here. I found myself on Blackstone. I was walking by like the Motel Six, and mm-hmm. I, I got somebody beat me up. <laughs> I mean, they dragged me into a hotel room. I think the plans were worse, but. Yeah, so I ran, rough. like, physically ran back to the house. And so they took me back a third time and then a fourth time. And the owner of that place kept telling me, like, you need long-term treatment. And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can do this. But I couldn't pass 30 days. Mm-hmm. So the fifth time I asked to come back, he said no. And and it, I hated it, but I think it ended up saving me. They sent me to San Diego to a mental health facility. It was like an inpatient rehab, but it was way more focused on mental health. Like they covered drugs, but um, that's when I figured out like I was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder. uh, And we were trying to, you know... Figure out if the mental health issues led to the drugs or the drugs led to the mental health issues. I don't think we ever figured it out. They were definitely coexisting.
1: Sure, that's that's true. A lot, you know, the it's what came first—the chicken or the egg argument. Yeah. and I mean, most of us, and I know I do, but most of us that struggle with substance use have some underlying issues that either we're self-medicating for, we don't we don't really know that we have them. We're just missing something, and we're not sure what it is. So. I mean, I think dual diagnosis is kind of par for the course. Like, For sure. There's not many people, I don't really know of any, that alcohol is your problem, that's it, you know, or heroin is, <laughs> yeah. you're just, even you're just if, addicted to heroin. Even
0: if you start that way, like by the time that you're coming to rehab, there's some there's issues. There's sure. anxiety or depression or whatever it is, but it's also hard to diagnose somebody that's on drugs.
1: Yeah, yeah, you um, can.
0: So I missed all the signs. <laughs> Like it, now looking back at him like that that makes sense.
1: How long were you in treatment down there?
0: I went there for eight months. It was supposed to be a year, but about eight months. Like I needed to go back to my daughter and back to my life.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and they let me go with their blessing. I did I did not AMA, but I stayed clean since. I like March seventeenth, twenty twenty one was the day that I got clean. Uh and coming since up then, on three it, years. Yeah. Almost there. Almost three years. Nice. Yeah. I, And sometimes I can't believe like, cause I used to wake up every morning and try to do a shot to get through the day, obviously, or through a few hours. Uh, I have no veins left. If you can see it, I shot it. Um, So I would sit in the bathroom on the floor, which is already gross, just stabbing myself. Like I I just can't, it's sad to me that that was what my life looked like. When I came out, I looked like I had murdered somebody. I was just, there was blood everywhere. And I'm very, very grateful that I don't have to do that anymore. Right. My, like, nature is to want to use. I would be lying if I said that it's easy or I don't think about it now. But I never want to detox again. I don't ever want to feel withdrawals again. And I actually enjoy most days. (laughs) I can't say all days, but... I, I think for years I didn't enjoy anything. Like I was just functioning on what I had to do. I just get to like live a life now. Sure. And so many good people helped me along the way that I don't know how to repay them. And so like being able to work in this field, I can pay it forward a little bit. Yeah. Because it is terrible to go to detox sometimes, but it it fixes you. Like it's a good start anyway.
1: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think um, what you had mentioned a second ago is like you didn't really enjoy anything for a long time. You didn't have a good day. I, I think after years of using, like it's, it's like almost like we live in this the gray area. You know, the, we don't have highs anymore. We don't have lows. We're just like just living in that gray zone where yeah. everything's just okay. You know, but uh, I've noticed since getting sober, like I I, I really enjoy. My, my highs are really good. Like, you know, the birth of my son, getting a job, whatever. It, it's like I, I feel proud and I'm happy about it. And it makes me feel, like, fulfilled. But then the lows, on the other hand, I, I have to feel those now. And that's, it's hard. You know, I still have bad days when, just because we're sober. But I, I'm able to get through it, you know. And, and I know, like, put one foot in front of the other. It's going to, this too shall, shall pass. I'm going to get through it. And then I get to live my life and feel those highs and lows. Um, Years of using didn't allow me that. You know, I had to, I just was kind of there. And it sounds like you experienced something similar.
0: Yeah, and the lows are so much lower when you're using. Like, it gets dark. Yeah, very, very dark. When
1: you run out of stuff.
0: Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And like, you know, every night you're thinking, I will quit in the morning. And as soon as you get up, You're like I'm not quitting today. Yeah. As soon as you start to feel bad,
1: I started that young. Like when I was in high school, you know, I would overdrink and I'd make a jackass of myself at some party, and I would promise myself I'm never going to drink again. Mm -hmm. I did that. I started doing that early, and I never, like, never kept that promise to myself. But I did it over and over. And then yes, you're right, when I was addicted to Norco and Vicodin and every opiate I could get my hands on, um, I every day at the end of the day, it was like, okay, tomorrow I'm going to taper off of this stuff. I'm, I, have, <laughs> I have 20 pills left. I'll take five tomorrow. I'll take four the day after that. I like planned it out in my head, right? <laughs> and it just never worked. I took mm-hmm. all 20 the next day and then yeah. I'd figure it out, you know. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty sad. It's, it's kind of cool. Well, it's very cool now that like when we make a promise to each other, to ourselves, we get to keep it. Yeah. We get to like keep it and try and like not just brush it off. Like, oh, no big deal. Yes.
0: And I don't, I don't do anything where at the end of the day, I can't tell the people I love about it. Sure. Which hiding like 90% of my life was not good. I, you know, the shame was, was pretty intense. Sure. Um,
1: Lewis told me that when I, when I first got sober, um, he told me something along those same lines, but he, he said, you know, if, if you can't tell your mom about it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Because I, I forget what the conversation was. I was hiding something from my mom and he he basically slapped me upside the head and was like, what are you doing, dummy? You know? <laughs> if, if you can't do it with your head held high, don't do it. Yeah. Which I can relate, that's, that's good. Good advice.
0: Yeah. I, my mom used to say, if you can't tell your dad, you shouldn't do it. When we were little, mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of in my head the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and I don't do anything now. Like when you ask me at the end of the day, what did you do today? I mean, you know, I usually either work or I stayed home, but I didn't do anything that I can't tell you, and that feels really good. Sure. Like I have nothing to hide. It's a strange feeling, but it's good.
1: For sure, it makes life easier too. Like you don't have to remember the bullshit lie that you told yesterday.
0: Yeah, and the lies got ridiculous. Like things that, like looking back, I'm like, why did I think anybody would believe this? Because
1: <laughs> you get to hear those now, mm-hmm. working in treatment.
0: And some of the stories that I've been told, I'm like, I there's no way I would have said that. <laughs> you know, but
1: <laughs> I wouldn't have even said that. And the Come web, on.
0: like the oh yeah, it was not. it was terrible
1: so you're going on three years that's awesome um how many tries I guess my question is to get to three years I'm, I'm well I guess it wasn't your first try your first try was when you first went to treatment and then you ended up on on heroin yeah so how many how many relapses did you have could you count them
0: like I mean, if we're only counting from like relapses after treatment, because I don't, the first one doesn't really count because I was using almost as soon as I got there. Sure. And I was forced into it. Uh, like you said, I wasn't there for me. I never hit that point because I got drugs. Mm-hmm. So it really started when I went to the program here. So it would have been four relapses, but on my own, I can't count. Uh, I could well, only that- quit for like... I'd get to maybe day two, and by then the withdrawals were so bad that yeah. I had no choice. Yep. Um, I did the same thing you did, though. I'd try to ration things out, uh, and it, it it didn't work. Nope. My never plan, does. my plans never stuck. Yeah. No, yeah. it does not.
1: Yeah, I I hear that sometimes still, like on admissions calls, where people will will say, you know, I I got this. I'm going to detox on my own. And I always think, like you are so full, of it. Mm-hmm. but I mean, I believed when I said that, I believed it. I believed I can do this, and I just never could. And now, looking back, it's like you're crazy. there's you know you, you're in full-blown addiction, you have a bag full of pills, you're not going to stop. like mm-hmm. give me a break. So when I hear people say that, i always I always think, man, he's just not ready, or
0: yeah, I mean, uh, they want it. I, yeah. the, uh, the, like, I wished it was true that I could do it on my own. I wished I had that power. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to admit that I was bad enough to need to go to rehab. Right. But, you know, it, I knew somewhere in my head that I couldn't do it.
1: Yeah. Well, you went to, you got sober in rehab, and that's, I mean, that's difficult. Most, a lot of people can't do that. Um, a lot of people aren't able to get sober and end up dead or. Um, maybe end up in jail or prison like I did, you know, and that's where we get sober, Yeah, it's, it's, it's commendable. Like, you, I mean, you always have a choice. Just like right now, we, we have a choice. We just choose, like, the evidence has told us that life is better without it. At least it's told me that. I'm, I'm sure you would agree. Yes. But, like, my life is better without it. So I'll be damned if I'm going to go back. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm not willing to go through the withdrawals like what <laughs> you said. Those were hell. I'm just not willing to sacrifice, like, everything that life is, has given me to this point since I got sober, you know?
0: Yeah, because you would lose it all real quick. Real quick. Yeah. yeah.
1: I think that's one of the reasons why some people, myself included, work in this field is because, like, I want the accountability. I want to be surrounded by it. I want to be immersed in it. I, wanna, I don't want to be able to stop being sober. I don't, yeah. want, I don't want the option. Right. Because I'm scared you know mm-hmm. i'm scared of going back to that cuz i hated it i hated that life
0: i've come across heroin in our field like people have brought it in and to be able to like hold it and not do it is a miracle <laughs>
1: like yeah right
0: yeah like i don't even it kind of like it's scary to me now it like, make you this feel, little thing could ruin me did
1: it make you feel proud that like you yeah, were able to destroy for it?
0: sure yeah uh and like there, you know, like we said, there's real hard days, but I work through them. Uh, I also have like people I love, and I have a place, and I pay my bills, and I have the job that I work at. You could literally not pay me to go to my jobs earlier, you know. <laughs> my whole my whole life was just drugs, and now I have things that I enjoy. My life is pretty good. Sure. Uh, and I don't want to let that go either. I also get to be there for my daughter she's got her own struggles you know like she's 24 or so 20 you know remember that age yeah, it's chaos i can't i can't remember that <laughs> <laughs> i mean she's doing better than i was uh but i can be there for her which i wasn't there before mm-hmm. and that feels really good i just never thought that my life would look like this i was sure that i wouldn't make it to 40. i don't think i wanted to make it I I was pretty done with living. It was just dark. Like I wanted, I didn't want to die, but I didn't want to live the life that I had. And if given the option, I would have I would have taken death. Sure. It was it was awful.
1: Yeah. Um, so you have almost three years. How do you stay sober today? I know, um, I know that you go to meetings. Mm-hmm. I have a sponsor. I'm
0: working the steps. I have an amazing sponsor. Uh, She stuck with me through the relapses. So she's very good at spotting like the early signs. I miss them because I'm a slow learner. (laughs) But she's great. She accepts that I'm a little chaotic. I don't call every day. I don't even call every week anymore. I'm supposed to. I get in a little trouble. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I, I didn't use So she's okay with that for now.
1: Yep.
0: And then right, I'm doing the NA steps. So it's a lot of writing. I don't know if you've gone through that
1: workbook. Um, Yep.
0: I didn't expect it. I should have done the AA steps. (laughs) Um, Because brevity is also not my strong point. So when I I write an answer, like, it'll be a page and a half. And and there's 78 questions. I
1: remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, I made a mistake. But it's working. (laughs) Like, it digs very, very deep. And some of it feels repetitive, but every question, like you dig a little deeper.
1: Yep. I, I loved going through those steps. Like it, my first full time through was through that workbook and it, I loved it. Like it, when I got done, I was so proud. And then, but I, I think I've shared about this. I remember I kept some stuff to myself. You know, I was, especially the fourth, the fourth step. I like did not write everything down yeah. and I never planned to at that point. But, you know, we get there eventually.
0: There, there's some things that I hold close that I would have a hard time talking about or digging into. It's just it's just tucked away somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I'd rather not think about it. She knows that, though. Like, mm-hmm. It's not the right choice, but it's the one I'm making for now.
1: Yeah, there's uh, always tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I can do the steps again. Maybe next time. <laughs> I will do the AA steps next time, though. Other, You know, so the meetings, the sponsors, the steps... Uh, I'm honest, and I try to keep my side of the street clean. I try and help everybody that I can. I try not to hurt anybody. I basically try to be the opposite of what I was.
1: (laughs) So do you do the 10th on a daily basis? Like, do you, um, you know, if you, if let's say right now we got in an argument, before you go to bed tonight, do you think about it? And Yes, yeah. I'm, then, I'm quick
0: to apologize. Yeah. Uh, I can see my part in things very quickly. I give people a lot of grace because uh, I, I know I've reacted. I still react badly to things sometimes, but it's just, you know, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. Things just come out, but I do apologize <laughs> for them. Uh, I can get a little mouthy. <laughs> I've been arrested a few times for it. <laughs> Sober?
1: Oh, Okay. No. Good.
0: I haven't been arrested sober.
1: Yeah. Isn't that funny how that works?
0: It is funny. Uh-huh. Like now, even when I have like police behind me, I'm like.
1: Pull me over. Yeah. I was I was driving around with my wife, I mean, on many occasions. And like, I always hope that I get to go through a DUI checkpoint. I'm like excited to go through them. I've, I've only got to go through a couple in the last... And full years, but every time I do, I'm like, yeah, it makes me feel so good.
0: <laughs> I just went through one a couple weeks ago. How'd you do? I did fine. They kind of just waved me through, but the whole time I was, I was, the anticipation was building, <laughs> but like, it's weird. I'm registered. I'm insured, you know, all the, all the things I'm good. You You're can search adult. my car. You're not going to find anything. Yep. There's nothing in there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's nice.
1: The things that we get to be proud of these days.
0: <laughs> not having drugs in your car. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm done. For it. sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, back then going to jail and not being able to bring heroin, it's ugly. It, how many, it's not pretty.
1: How many times did have you been arrested and gone to jail? Do you know?
0: Uh, I think four. Okay. Only one time did they really keep me. I got put on a mental health hold. I had to wait for a psychiatric evaluation. Um,. And that took a long time. I was there for like over two months.
1: Dang.
0: Yeah, on a misdemeanor. Huh. But the judge that, you know, he was like, there's problems with this one. <laughs> yeah. I did fine. They released me almost as soon as I got the evaluation. But I was forced to get clean. So I did better than if I had done it the first day.
1: So working in, in treatment, um, I know we, we learn a lot. I think everyone that, that works here has... It's helped a lot of us stay sober, and I know it does for me. Mm-hmm. Is, is that something you experienced, like getting to work with newcomers and getting to see people on their, on their worst day? Does that help you stay sober?
0: Yes, it absolutely does. Um, the, you know, the job, like every job is hard. This job gets hard, but I understand where they're at, and if I can help them in any way, I love it. It's also beautiful because we get them for about 30 days, And you come in broken. And then like through the 30 days, we kind of watch them come back to life. And then we release them out into the world, (laughs) usually, usually to outpatient. But it's like, it's hard to let them go, but it's, it's nice. Sure. It's like raising a bird (laughs) and they're flying away.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So over the last year, you've probably, I mean, I would guess, uh, oh, Seventy or so, probably more clients have have gone through. Um, has it been hard to see the ones that relapse and go back, or or the ones that just drop out and, and AMA and don't come back? Is, yes, is that tough?
0: It, it is, and we we've had a couple relapse and not they didn't make it. Yeah, um, that's very hard. Yep. Because, you know, you're 30 days away from feeling better. But I understand where they're at. You know, I, I wish, like, you could force people to stay, to want it, but you can't. So you just do what you can, hope for the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does break my heart when they AMA. I, I still think about the most of the ones we have. Like One I know is okay. You know, I wonder where they are, how they're doing, if they're safe, if they're, like, warm. Do they have a house?
1: Yeah, it can be, it's a tough job.
0: But having them come back is nice. Like I've told our clients, you know, like we don't want you to have to come back, but if you have to come back, we want you, you know? Yep. It takes uh, guts
1: but- too to to go back to the same facility and to like try it again. It takes guts. Yeah. I, I, when I, because I did it, I went to treat and it wasn't because I had guts. It was because my parents made me. Yeah. But like. I went back to the same facility a second time and it was embarrassing. And I was like, I, but that was me. That was the way I felt. Mm-hmm. Nobody there remembered me. It had been years. But I would like, my pride was like, you know, you're back. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, nobody cared but me. And I, it, it kept me from completing. Like the second time I went back to treatment, I left AMA after like seven days and that didn't turn out so well. I and shortly thereafter ended up in jail. And but anyway, um, I'm I'm always really proud of the people that like have a quick relapse or a long relapse and then come back to treatment because that takes guts and it it's like it's that kind of saying that you know I don't care what anyone else thinks. I I need this. I'm gonna go back to and try it again. Yeah. You know. And it's I think it says a lot about. It's so common for people to relapse. They they do it all the time. I mean, we I probably did it two dozen times maybe from the day that I honestly like started putting effort into getting sober. And then um, we see relapse all the time here at outpatient. We see it when people AMA from inpatient. Um, it's not failure, you know, it's just like, oh, that didn't work. Let's try it again this way, Yeah, you know, and it's really sad that... Um, when people relapse and, and give up. I, I hate that. Because yes. it's it's just part of most of our story, you know? Relapse is part of part of the process for yes. most of us. Like yeah. the vast majority.
0: Yeah, the people whose relapse isn't a part of their story always impress me that try it the first time and get it. Their I'm uniforms. proud of them. I do, I wish I was like them. Yeah. But it took me many, many tries. And I was I went to rehab, you, you know, I kept leaving and coming back almost right away. Because I felt what it was like to wake up and feel normal, but I didn't know how to function without drugs. Like, I had been on drugs my whole life, uh, and I didn't know how to live without them. Sure. Like, how do I, the feelings that come up, I don't. I didn't like the feelings. Uh, my anxiety came up, and I was like, I need to get rid of this feeling, I need to numb it. But I'd leave and I couldn't live that life either. So I felt like I was stuck in limbo. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't know what to do until I finally just gave up and and stayed. But then the feeling that like I had no choice did fade away. I wanted the way that I felt. I wanted to be better. It's a choice every day to, to do better and to feel better. It's not easy at all. But it's better than what it was. I would take this any day.
1: You said earlier that you have, um, you still think about it sometimes, and yeah, um, I do too. And i I think that's normal. Um, I still have dreams about it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like I'll I'll dream that I'm going to the Kinect's house, and or I'm waiting at the, in a parking lot for the guy to come meet me and to do the exchange, and you know all the crap we used to do. And um, when I wake up, like I feel such relief. Like it's, it's like a, a nightmare because when I wake up I'm, for a second there, I'm like, oh shit, did I use? Oh my, oh, yes. wait, that was a dream. Life is good, you know, and I, I like feel such relief. Um, do you ever have dreams about yeah, it when you Yeah,
0: when I first got clean, I'd have dreams and I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh, I wish that was real. <laughs> and then at some point it did change. And I feel like when it changed is the same time that like I changed because I'd feel horror. In my dreams, I was usually hiding drugs in my house. And then, when I woke up, I'd have to go look and see if I actually did that. I never did. But it's weird how vivid they are the dreams sure. and the yeah, i I agree with the relief. it was it was nice to don't know, I didn't throw it all away., yep. but it's in our nature to use. So yeah, i I think about it, but I can also like play the tape through. Yeah, I know what it's going to look like. and i I did like think of how many hours we spent in parking lots. Like I've wasted years in parking lots. I've bought people houses, you know, like it's, I don't know, it, it's sick. It is sick.
1: The financial part is hard to wrap my head around too.
0: Yeah. I have this app that like counts how much money I've saved during my clean time. Like, and you have to put in how much you'd spend a day. And I went like minimal, like on a bad day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've, I've saved like a hundred and something thousand dollars. And I'm like that, that I could own a house. But the thing is I didn't have a job for most of that. So like
1: Yeah, so you think about like where it's coming from. Yeah. Yep.
0: And it was never good. Yeah. <laughs> my my hustles were not pretty. I made a lot of bad choices out of desperation. I you know, I got in cars with people that I don't know. I would follow strange men into alleys and you, it was it was insane. It truly is insanity.
1: Yeah, for sure. Anything to get that feeling and to not be sick, right?
0: Yes. Yep. Yes.
1: Well, you almost have three years. so I do. It's, it's getting like farther and farther back in the past when we had to live like that for both of us, right? Yes. So you should be proud of that. I am pretty proud of that. Good. Yeah. Well, I know um, Yannick and the whole team at our Inpatient like, love working with you. Um, I don't know if they tell you this enough, and I'm, sh- I'm sure Yannick probably does. She's pretty good about giving appreciation where it's due, but... Um, we're really proud to have you on our team. We love working with you. Um, thank you for coming on into action this, this month. Love you. That's it.
0: I love you too. I love the job. It's the first job I've had that I've, I've wanted to go to work and I felt good about the work and sure, I think this job probably changed my life because I was clean, but I was, I was stuck. I didn't know what to do. I was sitting on my couch every day and trying to sleep through life. And then, and then Kenny was like, here, there's a job opening. (laughs) And then I went and did the worst interview ever. Um, I had a terrible resume and she said, yeah, she's like, where are these gaps in your resume? And I was, I was honest in an interview for the first time ever. And I just told her like I had jobs, but. I quit them. I'd always quit before you figured out that I was loaded.
1: Yeah. So I'd You're get a couple paychecks me. and take off. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you think about I might about be doing heroin
0: me. in the bathroom, but...
1: Yeah. <laughs> I did the same thing. I'd always quit before I got fired. We're so yeah.
0: sneaky. Yeah. Just stop showing up. Usually. <laughs> I didn't tell them I was leaving. I just left. And this opportunity changed everything. And like the people that I work with have become like my second family. We have a great team. So I appreciate it. I appreciate the chance. I appreciate you letting me come and talk to you. I love you too.
1: All right. Thanks, Corey.
0: Thank you.